Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and today we're going to be talking about my origins in pro wrestling. Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. My name is Gerald. Um, we're here to talk about the origins for Conrad. Um, Conrad and I, Aaron, we all grew up with the love of wrestling. We kind of, I kind of fell out of love with it, deviated from it, went on to different things because I didn't like the new product. So this today's episode is going to be specifically about trying to get someone like myself to kind of understand the new product of wrestling as a whole. Um, Aaron, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Yes, I am Aaron, and I love the Attitude Era. I am also a current fan of wrestling today, but I do not love the wrestling today like I did of yesterday. And you know me, I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and we are here to talk about some pro wrestling guys. I'm going to have Gerald kind of narrate this for me because Gerald is a professional guy, and I think Gerald can keep the balance between me and Aaron because sometimes we have opposite points on some of this stuff. So I think it'll be a good discussion, debate, and we can also talk about the origins of everything pro wrestling. So let's get into it. So ultimately, I was a really big wrestling fan. I loved playing with the wrestlers growing up as a kid, watching all the pay-per-views. We'd all go into the house together, watching the blood, the chairs, the tables, the yes. thumbtacks, all the raw, uncut stuff that really drew me as a kid to, and it wasn't really violence. You know, we knew it wasn't like really there to hurt somebody else, but it really drew our attention. It really kept us engaged. And I'd say around 2008-ish, I kind of stopped liking wrestling as much i still go to the shows but it wasn't something that really drew my attention anymore and cj conrad actually you know his nickname cj here um the one thing i would ask you is how could you get somebody like me to get back in love or try to understand the new product you know knowing that my origins of how i fell in love with it were really focused on that whole era of just raw uncut wrestling I think the first and most important thing is your expectations as a wrestling fan have to relate to the wrestling of today. Um, as Aaron said off without the mic being on, basically wrestling today has lost the ability of making things believable. And that's due to wrestlers and wrestling fans understanding this isn't real. A lot of people don't know that. So you have to accept that, number one. But I also still need you to have the ability to get lost in the story, that the story is so good that you believe it's real for that little bit of time. And as a wrestling fan of today, I would highly recommend your demographic. You would probably enjoy the NXT brand the most, in my personal opinion, if I had to suggest something to you, or Lucha Underground. So, like, if you could draw me back, if you could paint one match for me or let recommend one match for me to watch – of this new generation, this new product, what would you say would really get me engaged to kind of understand the story a little bit better? Uh, that's pretty easy. I think any match with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa will tell a phenomenal story of two guys who were once tag team partners and tag team champions. And if you watch from the time they turned on each other 
to what they produce today, you'll see that each of the matches have a story behind them. And there's a reason for why each thing happens. And they've wrestled each other three times and the fans aren't sick of it. All of those matches I gave an A grade to on all of my reviews. And I think that's something that any wrestling fan, whether it's you, Aaron, my brother, Cameron, it doesn't matter who, people will be interested in that because it tells a great story. So with regards to like a match like that, how are you grading it uh, at an A level? I know that's the grading scale that you use, kind of like keep it simple for us viewers, but how are you grading that? As Is it just based off the showmanship? Is it just based off the story, the athleticism? What exactly is making you get that grade? It's kind of a five tool. It's match quality, uh, the promos, everything leading up to the match plays a big part into it. The after effects of the match play a part into it as well. Um, announcers play a big factor. The crowd plays a big factor. Are the people into it? I mean, there's so many different things that go into a match that you can't just simply weigh it down with just a few. And that, and it's my personal opinion. You can go in and say that the match was an A as well, or you can say it was a B. Well, one thing I'm going to take a step back with, I kind of agree with you now that you painted it that way is the promotions i do still love the promotions of some of the new matches some of the new rivalries now they are really put together really well i mean for example the undertaker and um, Shawn michaels match the retirement match that promo was probably the best promo i've i can recall and you know, that's not necessarily an attitude error but that is you know by far something that really wanted me to watch that match and as a novice you know wrestling fan where i don't watch it as much I was all hands on deck to watch that match just because of the way that that was promoted. So that's a good way to look at the match. Now, Aaron and I are kind of like on the same page in terms of the era that we like, the, the wrestlers that we like, the characters right. we write like Aaron. What would you say, Aaron, because you still watch wrestling, right. you know, a lot more than I do. What would you say is is different about the new wrestling that kind of has maybe put you off to it a little bit or? Well, you know, in my opinion, I think that actors wrestlers back then were much better actors you believed in what they did you believed in what they said and you believed in the rivalry mm -hmm. and the rivalries were long they happened you knew guys back then didn't like each other you knew guys like the rock and triple h didn't like each other and they had amazing matches so i'm just a huge fan of of being an awesome actor and also being a great performer you know, I, like I, I will say that some of the guys back then weren't as good of wrestlers as they are today. They weren't as athletic. But, you know, if you're a great performer, you're a great actor, and you knew the rivalries were real. Mm -hmm. And I believed in that. And so so that's, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, we are, we're all around the same age group, and we all grew up with the Attitude Era. What would you say, Aaron, to a wrestling fan who's a little bit younger who maybe didn't get to experience the whole attitude or what match would you recommend for them to watch to kind of see our point and why we love that era so much? What match really drew you into it? Like, Hey, this is the best freaking era ever, ever. And I never want to see anything else. So are you asking me my favorite match or a match? We'll get to favorite matches next, but what is the actual match that you would recommend to somebody that if you had to, do an elevator pitch to them okay. and get them to be on board with the attitude error. What would you say is actually the match that really paints the whole attitude error as a whole into one match? I would say definitely Stone Cold versus Bret Hart at King of the Ring. 
was a really good match. I that was a really one. good match. What what actually did you like about that match? Oh wait, sorry, Conrad. No, no, no. I have a question. Are you talking about King of the Ring? Or are you talking about the they they had a couple WrestleMania? You, are you talking about the submission match? Yes. Okay, that that was WrestleMania 13. I'm sorry, guys. I had, to, I had to put a little correction in there. Yes. I was yes. thinking like, wait, we're on. I'm an obvious. Conrad's the only professional who knows all the dates and stuff, but. You know, we we we, we want to make sure that can't do that today. That correct. <laughs> Sorry. So, Aaron, what about that match? What what, what really, Well, let me start with this. What was the grade? You know, we're using this grading system on an A through F. You know, yes. kind of make it simple for the fans. What grade would you give that? Well, you know what, and I, I'm going to go back to what Conrad Conrad said. There's like a a five point system. You have to be a great wrestler, great performer, great actor. You have to have the it factor, and you have to look the part. Mm -hmm. um, and I think those guys looked the part, especially Brett, the Hitman Heart. I believed yeah. in the Hitman. Yeah. Stone Cold, 316. I the believed <laughs> in when Stone Cold's music hit, you knew that it was about to That's be a, a fact. Whooping. That is a fact. You knew. That's good. And, I mean, those guys were awesome. I mean, I, I when I watched – those guys wrestle, I just get goosebumps. Mm -hmm. You know. So to that match with Stone Cold, you're rating that. What are you giving that? You're the you're the teacher of the class. Yes. What are you giving that? I'm gonna give that a five. Five? Okay. Five. And on a uh, A, B, C, D, F scale, what would you give that? On an A being the best, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it an A. Okay. I, I'd agree. Would you agree with that, Conrad? I would. Uh, I put that that's probably in my top ten WrestleMania matches. So spoiler alert if you ever see a video in the future, that is a top ten. Maybe even top five Ooh. WrestleMania match. That's how crazy I'm going with it. That's, that's a really good match. That 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 was a good match. I, I I do remember a few times they fought with one another. You know, once again, I'm not good at remember the dates or whatnot. But anytime you saw Bret Hart, you saw Stone Cold, you knew something was going down. You knew it was going to get real. You knew some bear was going to pop up from the stands and he was going to catch it. That's just the. I remember all of that. And maybe kind of to Aaron's point, you know, you have to have the it factor, right? So when I look at today's wrestling, and this is just my personal opinion, a lot of the wrestlers look the same to me. A lot of them don't, they're not, they don't really deviate from one another where they have different appearances. Right. Or, you know, a lot of them really look the same. Cookie whereas cutter. you had Yokozuno, who was 500 pounds, and then you had freaking Rey Mysterio, who's a five foot two guy jumping right, crazy right. you know that was it was really good to see some difference you know kind of around the time jack swagger got into the wwe is where i kind of started to see that everybody really looks the same to right. me personally i mean i could be completely wrong because there are some new guys that i really like like cesaro i am a big fan of that maybe because he's an ex-rugby player too but i'm a huge fan of him because of his athleticism and he i think he does have or had the it factor but Comparing the two errors, Conrad, what error, which error would you say is the dominant? Which one is the superior error? As far as what? Uh, let's start with let's start with characters having the it factor. What error had the best it factor? Attitude error, okay. clearly. Um, there was something special about a group of guys fighting for one spot, fighting to be the top guy, and fighting so that their company didn't go out of business. And I think Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff did a good job putting everyone against each other. And you know what? I'm sorry. Let me include Paul Heyman in that as well, because Paul Heyman motivated guys who we've never heard of Excellent. to do incredible things and technically mutilate their bodies for his own wealth or lack thereof mm -hmm. um, because he didn't make that much money. 
So the Attitude Era had characters, and we can all go through and name everyone big from the Monday Night Wars. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, the NWO, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, The Giant, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Look at the names I'm saying. These are marquee names that you could put in any main event, and it's going down. Triple H wasn't even mentioned yet. And think of what a big deal he is. <laughs> the, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. You have Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Sabu. Did you even know who these guys were until Paul Rob Heyman Van came Dam. up with them? Rob Van Dam, yes. Taz. Taz was a little guy. He's smaller than all three of us. And Taz was looked at as a threat in wrestling. Like, if that guy gets his hands on you, you're dead. The suplex machine. These are all legends in the business, and they deserve their respect, I think, for it. So I'm going to just stop right here, CJ, because I feel your reaction to that question and the excitement that I got out of you is exactly why I love the Attitude Era. I don't think I've ever gotten that excitement myself from watching these new guys or watching these new shows or that like you guys can't really see him right now, but he had a big smile on his face because at that time he's thinking about things from the past, the matches that happened back in the day, all these big names. What would you say? I don't mean to, de- I don't mean to segue too much, but there's been wrestlers who have been through the attitude era who have completely made it and still going on into this era. How have they been able to adapt so well to the big change? Um, That's, that's a really good question and one that I think I would like to hear Aaron's opinion on when I'm done, too. Um, are you referring to – I mean, let's get specific because that's tough for me to just overall – are you talking about someone like The Undertaker? Well, it's hard or, to say The Undertaker. He doesn't wrestle as much. But, yeah, I would or say – Or Brock Lesnar? I would say Brock. Okay. Or Brock, you know, when Triple H makes those special appearances, too, you know – those guys, how have they adapted so well? Brock Lesnar was able to deviate himself from everyone else simply because of he's a freak of nature. When I first saw Brock <laughs> Lesnar, I said, this guy's a monster. I want to know what he does. Wasn't he on the cover of one of the games? Yeah, here comes the pain. Uh-huh. One of the best wrestling games also. Uh, not over no mercy in my opinion, <laughs> but that's another topic for another day. So when we look at someone like Brock Lesnar, he was a freak of nature. He was huge. And he was associated with Paul Heyman from the get-go. And Paul Heyman's a smart businessman, and he knew I should associate myself with Brock Lesnar because he's bigger than pro wrestling. This guy's got superstar written all over him. For a guy who only wrestled for two years, then went to the NFL to try out for the Minnesota Vikings, to only then go to UFC and become the heavyweight champion when no one thought he could. That guy is a freak of nature, and simply he made a big name for himself. And then when things got rough in the UFC and he had uh, diverticulitis and that was bothering him, He comes back to WWE and he's the biggest superstar ever. He comes back and he's doing all of his stuff. It's fine. He's putting on great matches again, but something's still not clicking fully with him yet until he wrestles the name that a lot of you guys hate, Roman Reigns. (laughs) He comes in and he suplexes Roman Reigns and he says one thing and it's a meme or a little video clip and it goes flying. And he says, suplex city, beep. I'm not going to swear on here, but... Once he said that, it was simple. Now all of his matches are, I'm going to suplex you to death. And then once I hit the F5, you're done. <laughs> and that's why he became the most dominant I person know, I in wrestling. I think Roman Reigns you know, might take him, but that's a, that's another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But, Aaron, how do you feel about that same question? What would you? What was your input on that one? Well, you know, you had guys back in the Attitude Era that were mid-carters that, my opinion, I think that had the opportunity to be world heavyweight champion. Kane, Kane, 
Mark Henry, Val Venus. These are guys that would could hang today. And, you know, actually, they still wrestle in other organizations. But those guys were some of the mid-car guys that, man, you know, Attitude Era had it all. They had even the, the light heavyweight division, you know, was a nice division to see. Guys like Takamiki Nochu, um, even X-Pac and uh, S.A. Rios, a few other names to go. But those guys, you you had it all. You had your, your light heavyweights, your mid-cars, and you had your world heavyweights. And, I mean, you – you got everything in one product. You know what I mean? Target mm-hmm. every, you know, when I was young, I used to watch uh, the light heavyweights. And then, you know, later on in the show, I get to watch the heavyweights and it was just amazing. I mean, WCW did the same thing too. Um, so I watched, I was always flipping channels between Raw and Nitro. You know, it was just, you know, I, I couldn't miss one, you know, and I, and if I fall asleep, wars. yes, if I fall asleep and uh, wake up the next day ready for school, I would cry because I missed the last <laughs> half hour of Raw. And this is knew, true stories. And you knew it was magical. Mm-hmm. You knew it was magical. You know what I mean? I think that's a big difference in wrestling today as well. Um, shout out to my boy, Derek. He's not here, but I can remember we would all come to school talking about what happened on Monday Night Raw. And I can tell you an episode of Monday Night Raw that I missed when I was in sixth grade from a specific example of mankind winning the title. And I didn't believe Derek when he told me in school. And I was like, no, that didn't happen. Did it really? And I remember it because we were talking about Billy Gunn debuted a new theme, which was that weird theme. No, not the one that's uh, yeah. You know, that weird one. I'm not going to do the lyrics or anything to it because (laughs) that'll get awkward. But I missed that episode of Raw, and that was because my mom just said she didn't like how the direction wrestling was going in, and you got schoolwork to do, whatever. So I missed it, and I remember that. If you asked me what happened on Raw three weeks ago, I couldn't tell you. Maybe if you show me the current like script, I could tell you it's probably the same matches that happened from this week because they do the same repeat matches mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So, so that's I mean that's that's huge, and kind of to, to close off this particular topic because there are a couple other things we want to cover. Just to I'll give you guys a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes to just say why you prefer the new era over the Attitude Era specifically. What is the main reason that you like this more so than the Attitude Era? Because everything you're telling me, Conrad, is like you should be on my side with this. You know, you should be you should be an advocate for the Attitude Era. You should be right here with me saying what I'm saying. And, you know, and, and here's the difference. You can love more than one wrestling company. That's what I try to get people to understand. There's people who, oh, I love Lucha Underground and I hate WWE or I love New Japan and I hate WWE. You don't have to be that way. I love the Attitude Era, but at the same time, I've learned to appreciate the current era. And if you ask me today at this very moment why I like the current wrestlers, there's only three letters, NXT. And it is the best and it's very simple for me to understand exactly why that's the love of wrestling. And I'm sure when we get into our next segment, it'll be easily explained why I love it. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Prophecy from the Suplex Session Podcast, where I give my analysis on your weekly pro wrestling programming. Baby! Right now, you are listening to Everything Pro Wrestling with my good friend Conrad. Stay tuned. All right, we're back here at Everything Pro Wrestling. Um, we had a lot of great topics that we went over, a lot of big advocates for the Attitude Error, in my opinion, which I think is the best error. But now we're going to 
kind of switch gears just a little bit, you know, in terms of trying to get that same appreciation that Conrad has for the 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 new era of wrestling and the other wrestling um, that's out there. Now, he said something very interesting in the last segment that I didn't even think about. I am very biased when it comes to only loving one wrestling organization. I'd never even saw um, some of the other organizations that he mentioned until, you know, I talked to him about it. I never even cared to look at them when TNA was around. I didn't even care to even try that brand out. And I think that's a negative part on my part for, for, for doing so and being so, you know, directed towards the WWE and that organization as a whole. But what I want to switch gears to briefly is just some of these new guys, you know, some of these new matches. He briefly talked about some of the matches there from some of the guys from NXT, but why do you think WWE is pushing that brand so much, Conrad? Why do you think that that brand is being pushed at the forefront? Uh, it's their farm system, basically. If you are a baseball fan, in retrospect, um, they look to those are the guys who are going to come up one day and make a lot of money for me. Think Roman Reigns was down there at one point as I don't know if he was Liaki down there or if when they called him up, he was already Roman Reigns by the time it was NXT. But they knew like he's going to be one of our big players. So we need to have him taken care of. A lot of people don't know that the Shield was originally, when asked by CM Punk, Cassius Ono, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins were going to be the three if, if when they asked Punk's opinion. But they said, we want Roman Reigns in it because Roman Reigns is our guy. They had already invested that he's going to be one of our big players. So he said, fine, whatever, but bring the other two up then. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out in retrospect. But if you look at everything else nxt has become its own brand it's become when raw and smackdown were hard to watch people started turning to well let me see what's going on on this nxt show when it was on hulu and i saw Sami Zayn versus cesaro and i was like that was an incredible match and these guys all wrestled each other in ring of honor new japan pro wrestling and they have this amazing chemistry that just can't be topped just like how wwe has eras ring of honor has eras too Samoa Joe is the world heavyweight champion. The Summer of Punk. If you've never seen any of this stuff, some of the storylines are borrowed in WWE because someone else did it first. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely something I have to go back and try, and try to get refreshed because I haven't seen any of those things because I've been so just, I guess you could say, stuck in my ways and stuck in my error and don't want any change from that. But, you know, Aaron, I know you still watch a little bit. Would you agree with Conrad when he says that the NXT is that that farm brand that they're trying to push these newer guys. Would you agree with that? Would you think that some of these characters, some of these wrestlers in the NXT are going to be the next big thing in WWE? Yes, I, I do. I, I I have to say I do like NXT. It's, it, it is very exciting. I like the guys, the, the matches, the over-the-top. I just – I do like NXT, and I you know, I have to say I watch NXT more than the, uh, the Raw and SmackDown brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we went to that show there at Riverworks here in Buffalo. Um, it was amazing. I mean, just the crowd, the atmosphere, even the women's matches, I was really intrigued with. It wasn't, I'll say that, I'll say this, the women women's match didn't just seem so sexualized. It seemed more like they were wrestling, yes. you know, that is... That was such a big thing to see, you know, who doesn't like to see, you know, beautiful women, but at the same time, their matches were great. The match that we saw, honestly, was one of the better matches, the tag team match between, um, who were, who were the four that were fighting right in the beginning? Um, which one, Nikki Cross, those females? Yes. That match was really good. That was a well put together match. And there were some, 
there were some things there that you know could have been better but i mean i must say that that was that was great yeah uh I, real quick cheap plug time i also reviewed the nxt show it's on my youtube channel it's down in the description box down below mm -hmm. <laughs> but um that was that was great i mean i will say this and nxt is definitely the brand the the part of the brand that i'm going to focus more on because I just like I just like the rawness of it. It's just it's really a good product there. But let me ask you guys this: Who would you say is the up and coming, maybe underdog from NXT that we should watch out for? You know, getting pushed up. Now, actual underdog? Or are you talking about a main player? Let's start with main player. Who do you think is going to be a main player coming from NXT next? That's going to be the me, next big thing. Um, go ahead. You can go with who you think. Yeah, first. go ahead. All right. You haven't really talked too much, Aaron. I like Velveteen Dream. I think that this guy is a player. Mm -hmm. He is a phenomenal wrestler. And I mean, he, his acting is just like, I love his character. This guy, I can definitely see him being a top tier guy on the main roster. Ooh, top tier. That's that's a that's a big push from NXT all the way to top tier. That's good. This guy must be good. Tell me a little about, I, I don't know him. I don't know who he is actually. Yes. So tell me, like, what what type, what style is he? What, what weight class is he? Who, who is this guy? He's unique. Mm -hmm. So like, what what's his finisher? What is he? What types of moves does he like to do? Or the purple rainmaker off the top with the elbow. Vel Velveteen Dream. Oh, just I know who this guy is. Yeah. Yes. You, you told me the move, and now I can put a face to it. He okay. wasn't at the NXT event because he was wrestling in progress mm -hmm. um, at the time. But the Velveteen Dream is amazing, and he is someone who I probably would have said. But um, I think there are a couple other names that I could say. Alistair Black yes. is someone who I think is a potential main player. There's something that's intriguing about him, even though he doesn't talk too much. He's a mysterious character. And I like how he comes up uh, basically like he's in a casket or he's coming up from the ground. And he levitates up and then he stands up. He's got a pretty cool finisher. Um, Johnny Gargano's like the underdog that you hate to see get beat down. And he, he does stupid stuff and he keeps getting beat and beat. And as far as heels, Tommaso Ciampa, if you can come out and people are screaming F you when we're at a live event, I'm like, yo, there are kids here. They were basically yelling F you at a man who had no entrance music. Like, that's crazy. Uh -huh. That's great heel heat, though, for NXT. And it's, it's remarkable. And I was going to bring up that point with the women. Like, think about the attitude there when people are like, yeah, it's so much better than today. Is it? You had Sable. Could Sable really wrestle? I mean, Sable looked good. Sable was all right in the ring. She got a lot better. Same with Trish. But could they work like the girls of today? I mean, the girls of today, maybe you don't find them as beautiful as the Attitude Era girls. But at the same time, those matches today are 10 times better than what we I used to get. I do agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I mean, we had some. I mean, I, I love China when she was in, you know. The generation x i mean i, I thought she was a good because she used to wrestle with the guys essentially but seeing that just really brought to my attention that it's not just a show anymore for the woman it's more like they're being taken more seriously right. you know and that's just my my perspective on that but that is that 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 is really huge um what were you gonna say Aaron? i'm sorry for, yes I, I, I just to elaborate what you guys said i do agree with the women today being much better wrestlers um and how Conrad said back then they kind of like sexualized things. Mm -hmm. um, they did. You know, the women were beautiful and they're still beautiful today. But the difference is when you watch the women back then, you were like, you scraped your skin because you knew that there may be a botch. You don't see that today with the women. 
you don't see that. I mean, everything's crisper and cleaner, though, for production-wise yes. as well. They're not going to make those mistakes that they made back, back in the day. Then, right. If you ever Google a match with Jacqueline and Sable, not going to go any further than that. Stuff like that doesn't happen as often right. anymore. Right. So I got a pretty interesting twist that I want to take here. Um, and this is just on the fly. It's not scripted at all. Aaron, who's your favorite wrestler from the Attitude Era that you would put up against anybody? Who was your favorite wrestler? So my favorite wrestler mm-hmm. was Hollywood Hulk. Okay, Hogan. good. We'll stop there. CJ, who's your favorite wrestler from today's era? Uh, we're just going to say Roman Reigns because I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. So if we're going to book Hulk Hogan versus Roman we are. Reigns. We're going to put them together. So <laughs> how's that match playing out? You know, this is this is error versus error. This is these guys are battling each other for the right to be called the best error. Who would you put your money on? Hulk Hogan, baby. Hulk Hogan's winning this easily. I can't even argue. But he picked Hulk Hogan. That's not fair. Hulk Hogan's like the godfather of wrestling. Okay. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan also lost to Lex Luger. So I think that (laughs) Roman Reigns has a chance. No, I'm just being funny. But you could go so many different ways with that. Um, Hulk Hogan was, he's the greatest baby face and probably the greatest heel of all time. Potentially. You could argue it. Mm -hmm. When you have old ladies ready to fight you in the crowd, you're the man. When people throw garbage in the ring at <laughs> yeah. you because you turned heel, you're the uh-huh. man. Period. So you're putting those two up and you're, you're going Hogan up. Yeah, way. put my man Shawn Michaels in there and we'll get the same match from SummerSlam. You know, with the Benny Hill music. Shawn's doing all the crazy bucks on him. That'd be cool. You know, those are things that, you know, unless we have a time machine, we can't go back and ever, you know, see. And or unless you buy the new WWE 2K19 video game and you can uh, recreate, we'll probably yeah. get some of those matches going though, honestly. But that is that is cool. Like well, I, I love to pit things together and try to see how people think the outcome would be or, or what would happen. How do you think? How do you think that match would go, CJ? We're gonna predict the match. Um, would it be in today's world or would it be back then? We're gonna do it today's world. So you're today's you're world. you're making the storyline for this, right? How are you selling that storyline? All right. Well, everyone in the NWO is eating a Superman punch easily. Uh-huh. Like they're gonna be getting on the apron. <laughs> Superman punch. Superman punch. And then as soon as they take all of them out, a couple guys grab Roman, and then Hogan's beating him with the belt, getting ready to drop the leg drop, and then you hear. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. The boys come down and make the save, and they save the day and take out everyone else. Roman Reigns is the big spear. One, two, three. Everyone goes. Oh, you're thinking, oh, wow. You're thinking it's going, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's Sierra. How you think? Yeah, let me hear. So, the outcome. Oh, oh he's going to have <laughs> heel turn. He's going to have attitude error. Kick, fan. kick. <laughs> no, it will be the same way. Hollywood Hulk Hogan and his goonies <laughs> will tear Roman apart. But here, here's the twist. Who would really be the hill and who would be the face? Ooh. Yeah, if it's in Toronto, they're definitely cheering Hogan. Oh, Hashtag oh. meat sauce. Shout out to Virgil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hogan would definitely be the baby face in that match yeah. no matter what. Almost like Hogan versus Rock at WrestleMania 18. Yes, the fans did turn on the Rock at that match. They did. Yeah, the Rock is still one of the greatest – Personally, the greatest on the microphone potentially of all time, oh, if not one of them. Listen, you're the best, the best, the best. There's no argument. He is the best on the microphone. Even selling stuff. Do you see the way he used to sell moves? I know it'd be over exaggerated, but that was so cool. It depends. To see him bop up after getting right. stunned, how fall many, down. How many times as a kid, when you pretended that you got stunned and you did sixty flips? 
How many times? Yes, that, that's it. That's, that's I it. think that was because it was in the SmackDown games back yeah. in the day, so you thought it was okay to do like big flips over <laughs> uh-huh. like that. But I don't know. Sometimes the overselling seemed cartoonish to yeah. Like I said, once you get older, you have like a appreciation for the art. You're like, don't do it. Make it look cartoony. Make it look real. So, right. but I think that's part of the fun too. I loved it personally. So I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, that's with this show. You know, this is by the fans for the fans. We kind of try to paint these pictures, things that we talk about on the regular. So I mean, this whole episode today was about the origins for Conrad and you know how he fell in love with wrestling itself. CJ, how did you fall in love with wrestling? Um, from the time that I've ever had a memory, I always watched pro wrestling. Um, I went to, I was in the first ever preschool class at my school, uh, show and tell I brought wrestlers. I remember bringing Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Demolition. I had the little <laughs> old school Hasbro action figures and I remember bringing them, but I don't ever remember not watching wrestling. I swear to God. Um, like what, at what moment, I mean, I would consider you, you know, you have connoisseurs of certain things. I consider you a wrestling connoisseur. I mean, we're sitting in his office right now. We got wrestling, you know, stuff everywhere. Belts, videos. I mean, this guy has the the network, and he still has all the DVDs. That's how much he loves wrestling. So uh, there's something more, too, than just always remember watching it. What is actually – what drives you to watch it? Um, I think it goes back to when we were talking about what got me into wrestling. Wrestling always grew up with me. So as a little kid in the 80s, wrestling was cartoonish. They were over the top. It was just stupid fun, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing had to make sense. There was Earthquake, The Ultimate Warrior. The promos didn't make sense, but you knew all the characters where you had the wrestling buddies and all that stuff. Then I grew up a little bit, and then you get to the new generation, and my favorite wrestler of all time is actually the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and he was one of the people they were pushing alongside Bret Hart, who was my brother's favorite. And it goes back to what I said about falling out of love with wrestling. Bret Hart goes to WCW. My brother doesn't really like it anymore. Mm-hmm. He doesn't watch and those guys were the next big thing with the undertaker and everyone else so cool i'm still into it now i'm starting to slowly like mm, wrestling's not cool anymore they got some dude named abe knuckleball schwartz and crap like that what is this then they're in trouble with the monday night wars some guys are going to wcw and i'm looking over there like okay that's cool but i'm still watching wwf i really never was a wcw guy primarily but i'm watching what's going on the nwo's happening everything's cool and then all of a sudden, the Attitude Era hits. And how old am I? I'm in my pre-teens. I'm 11, 12, 13. And, you know, you're a punk at that age. You're mm-hmm. disrespectful. You love the DX crotch chops. You're in the, <laughs> all of everywhere. this. <laughs> we were ordering the WrestleManias, the pay-per-views. We still had action figures because we were still little kids. We had the video games. That's when the best video games came out. There was a rivalry in everything, whether it was ECW, who could we steal the talent from, who had the best storylines. People were talking crap like, that's my team, and that's why they're the best. And then you get to, I'm in uh, high school by the time it's the uh, Ruthless Aggression era. Then you're seeing guys who are athletic, Chris Benoit, Brock Lesnar, Eddie Guerrero, and you have an appreciation for those guys. And I'm in high school playing sports, watching guys like Kevin Garnett, Vince Carter, Mm -hmm. Allen Iverson, and all those guys, and you appreciate athleticism more. So I'm like, Wow, that's crazy. And in college, I start to understand business. And now I'm getting why pro wrestling's doing what they're doing. And I understand Vince McMahon's moves and why he's going towards a network. I have so many papers written about WWE, it'll make you sick. And some of the stuff I predicted happened, and it's happened. Because mm-hmm. Vince has the vision to see it happen. So as much as people say he's out of touch, the man's still technically a genius. I think he's out of touch that's with certain fact. things. Right. 
That is a fact. So that's a long-winded answer for what no, you No, that's that's what that's what we want. We want to hear the the raw answer. This is not scripted. We want to make sure we understand because now I, I have a better understanding for what actually did make you fall in love and continue to be in love with wrestling. And like you said, it's grown with you. And every step milestone in your life, whether you're in high school or whether your kids start with the cartooniness, high school seeing the athleticism, things like that, being a businessman. Now I understand why you still are in love with it. And there's certain things you never forget, too. Pro wrestling is my getaway from everything else, too. When I come home on a Monday night after a hard day of work or whatever, or school even, Everyone's I used to want to watch Raw. And, and I remember watching Raw with my dad, and we were watching, and the one, two, three kid was someone I saw on, like, ESPN one day after school. And I'm like, oh, that guy's pretty good from this other wrestling company. It was like Global Wrestling Federation or something. I saw him, and then he wrestled a couple jobber matches on Raw. And my dad was like, oh, this Lightning kid or the kid, whatever, he's going to lose to uh, Razor Ramon. And I'm like, well, you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was the night when the one, two, three kid beat him and my dad was like i can't believe that just happened and i was one, just two, like three kid, he's right? like i guess you know what you're talking you know who the about. one two three kid oh, is right aaron <laughs> that's one of aaron's favorites if yes you know. i mean my this is my other favorite wrestler <laughs> one two three kid aka x Pac, the most underrated whoa all right <laughs> okay Th- that's what we gotta scale this back <laughs> a little bit hey x Pac was an amazing wrestler he was he was he was a good mid card. Yeah, he was a very good mid card. I think that X Pac did not get the respect that he deserved. It's my opinion. I think being with that crew also had a factor in it, and they weren't going to let more power get to them. But... Right. So I mean, this today's episode is great, and I'm going to leave this this episode with a nice cliffhanger. Um, you know, we see the passion that Conrad, Aaron, and I myself have had for wrestling. There's been wrestlers, and I'll, I'll get specifically to his name in a moment, who've had that same passion growing up and being in an organization and then leave the organization. I'm speaking specifically to like CM Punk, for example, like how this guy has had the love for wrestling and then has left that organization or been forced out of that organization. And maybe we'll pick up on that topic another time. 